Haze, all in my brain. That's not how it goes, is it? No, I, I don't know. That was whose version that was. Didn't sound like him. No, it was a Daryl Purple Haze. If you, yeah, I think you could have done better. Boy, that turned on me quickly. Mm-hmm. Welcome to the Adam S. Chuck podcast, uh, where Charlie does bad impressions, and I am topless. <laughs> <laughs> I'm calling me topless when I when I'm not wearing a shirt now. Yeah, that's fair. Um, not so much topless as you just cut off the square in your shirt so that we could see where you should be covering up. Mm-hmm. One weird... The belly button, really, is all we need to cover up. Men should have a, a bra with the belly button covered. Are you in favor of making men have an area above the waist we can't see? That I think it would allow for us to take sexier photos because, like, topless, that's that's one type of sexy. Mm-hmm. You, so now if a, if a guy had two types of sexy, what you have less parts to show. You'd like to be able to mix in more mystery. <sighs> I'd love a little mystery mix. You could have done that with your life. You could have just been like, also no one sees my nipples ever. And yeah, but I mean, unless there's a disclaimer on every photo I put on the internet of, you know, my nipples, then... Just parentheses at the bottom of all your photos that say, no one's ever seen my nipples? That could do. That could work. Um, maybe I'll try that. I'm going to mute this uh, this old text I'm getting. I don't know if you get this. Family, very obnoxious. <laughs> Not in general, but these group messages, there's too many people. And so I'm just blowing up and it's just people making plans. And I'm like, yeah, I got the plan. Is it what, what part of your family? Immediate family? Extended family. Oh. Eh, immediate's not much. Group messages, not a big fan when they buzz. I mute all my group messages. That's I fair. look at them when I decide to look at them. Yeah, that's that's your... You're allowed to do that. My prerogative. That's how you can live your life. My piranha. Under my barracuda. Cuda. Cuda. Shoot, that sounded worse than I wanted it to. All right, well, I'm going to say that's where we start this one, because uh, I didn't like anything before that. All right, well, I'm going to hire a rental car and just split town after that joke. Uh, and there's a lot of options for companies that I could pick. Enterprise. Rent a car. <laughs> the, all right, um... What is this? Uh, there's one called Alamo. Mm-hmm. Now, looking at that, there's more beyond, there's more, something lies under the surface there, right? Is, is this your question of the day, Adam? What was the Alamo? We're getting into this one quick. The Alamo. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, you didn't like my Barracuda song? <laughs> what else? <laughs> I like the Barracuda song. No, I want the Barracuda song to stay in because uh, I need to listen to that one again so I can get it. Mm-hmm. But Someone remix it, m- mash that up, put put some electronic beat behind there. You know, make me stutter step it. Yeah, one of our one of our many listeners, I bet we'll get a lot of a lot of versions of that cut up and sent in. I think half of our listeners are DJs. <laughs> <laughs> um, so the, your question today is, what is the Alamo? And is, is, am I correct? Is that what you were asking me? Because you had started talking about rental cars for a while. Uh, I said was, and I know so little about it. Uh, no, I'm going to stick to was. What was the Alamo? Okay. Well, that's mostly right. The okay. Alamo still exists. Okay. You can go to the Alamo. Okay. You cannot go to the basement of the Alamo, which is where uh, someone told Pee Wee Herman that his bike was stored. Okay. And Pee Wee Herman's big adventure. But that's not... A place. I missed the, the, I missed that movie. That was good. Yeah. A big it seemed fun. Fan. 
Was it just the one movie? He might have done some more movies. That was like, oh yeah, and then the 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 one movie, right? Okay. Yeah, he was getting bullied by some some guy, and the guy took his bike or something. Mm -hmm. But that's not what the Alamo is all about. Okay, inherently, it's it's about more. All right, surface level about bullying people, and I'm not sure exactly how much to assume you know here about the Alamo, but the Alamo, as we know, is in the state of Uh, Nebraska. All right, so the. Alamo was in the state. Can I just record 50 states and edit out the ones I, I mess up? I'm going to rule hey. out the non-continental ones. We're down to 48. You're... It's not Wisconsin, or I'd know more about this. Minnesota, Iowa, Illinois, all the same. So that rules us down uh, to 44. Are you attempting to name all the states? Now, right now, Maine and Florida, they're too high and low. I've always said that. I've always been like, one's too high, the other's way too low. Mm-hmm. So those are out. <laughs> So we're down to 42. So far, Texas is very big. I'm going to keep it in the maybe pile in California as well. All right, I'm going to stop you right here. It's <laughs> Texas, Adam. I would have loved to go through. Okay, okay. I like the process of illumination, but the Alamo is located in San Antonio, Texas. Okay. And the Alamo was... You ever a... been? No. I've never been anywhere in Texas. Nope. Yeah, right, I guess that was part of the question. You could... Hmm? Yeah. I don't, I... Okay, so no. Have you been? No. Okay. So don't, don't be so yeah, I've been to San Antonio. Didn't didn't know anything about the album. Is do a lot of people go? I think it's the like biggest tourist attraction. Okay, then I can't and... wait to hear what the hell it is. All right, we <laughs> <laughs> get the sense uh, real low level of level of knowledge here in the album. Absolutely, I'll be honest. This wasn't my pitch to pitch. <laughs> I hardly knew of it as a thing, as a word. All right, well. Thought it was an acronym. We'll let the let the listeners behind a little curtain. I said, "What if we do the Alamo?" And Adam doesn't seem to know what that even is to begin with. But <laughs> <laughs> that's what we're here to do. Uh-huh. We're here to learn, Adam. The Alamo in San Antonio, Texas, is a fort, and it was the site of the Battle of the Alamo. Okay, I kind of thought it was a bet. That's why I said was. I knew there was a historical event. Mm-hmm. So then, how is it also a, just a, a a building? Well, it's a fort. Oh, it's a fort. Yeah. I built forts. Like uh, Camp Randall here or Fort Collins. Camp Randall was a fort? Uh, it was a camp, but there was like, if you go over there, there's all these cannons and Civil War statues. Okay. They were doing some Civil Warring over there. Uh-huh. Alamo, not Civil War, Texas-Mexico Revolution or something. Okay. Texas, comma Mexico. Texas was seceding from Mexico. Mm-hmm. So Texaco used to be... Texas used to be part of Mexico, right? Right, right. as the other places have been. Mm-hmm. And they said, hey, fuck you, Mexico. We're going to be our own country. Uh-huh. And now they want to do that again. Uh, no, well, they've always been. I was going to say, didn't they learn from their mistake? But it sounds like the right move now. Now that they're part of the U.S.? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know how they feel about it. Texas keeps being like, we'd be better off on our own. But what are they going to do? Well, they want a wall, but then they don't want to be part of us. I just know about Texas, what people tell me, and uh, it doesn't seem all true. Yeah. Also, so that leads me into the Alamo nicely, because all we know about the Alamo is... uh, (laughs) what you tell me. Well, that's true. It's a lot of power. But our history in the Alamo, it's all just myth. We've made up these great stories about what the Alamo was, but here's the truth. When was this battle? Pre-Civil War. Okay. So it's very, very long ago. It was between Mexico and residents of Texas. Yes, so there's like a Texas army. Texicans, yeah. Texicans, I believe, is correct. Let's call them that. That might ruffle a few feathers. Uh, yeah, they probably wouldn't like that. Okay. 
Except some of them would. I don't know. Yeah. A lot of them are like Mexican people, so they'd yeah. be cool with it. For sure. Um, Although well, they might like it less. That's true. <laughs> this might be a slur. Let's not do it. All right. Officially, don't call people Texicans. So the there's a there's a guy. I think his name is San and San Ana, uh-huh. and he is the leader of the Mexican army. Okay, Santa Ana, Santa Ana. That's okay. his name. He's the leader of the Mexican army, and he is bringing his troops of five thousand. It's a good number. Mm-hmm. Now I know that from a Marty Robbins song. Okay, a lot of troops. Don't know who Marty Robbins is. He's Save a it. singer, mm-hmm. songwriter, song one of these story song fellows. Mm-hmm. And he's singing the song about the Alamo. It's mostly just uh, it's it's stuff all based on like Texas legend. Mm-hmm. But here's what happens: this Chupacabra guy comes making in an entrance. Now, what's the deal with the Chupacabra? Yeah, it's like a. Some type of wolf thing, I think. Maybe like a chihuahua meets a bat meets a wolf. Okay, and is it? It's not real. It's though. a mythical creature that uh, I think was just maybe. I think they theorized as like a coyote with a disease. Oh, somebody that, saw just like a like a rabid coyote. I think so, and they didn't know what it was. So there's this whole myth, uh, but I think it's just a coyote with like a mohawk and a disease. I never understand these. Every every time we think there's. One where like there is a Bigfoot, or there's the like New Jersey flying devil or whatever. Mm-hmm. It just doesn't make any. Sense. It's like well, how is the there flying one devil? Not exactly sure. I think there's like it. a there's like a bat dog in New Jersey. Bat dog, <laughs> bat dog, <laughs> bat dog. Wow, felt like you were waiting for that one. Mm-hmm. About uh, going on twenty years now. <laughs> <laughs> well, let us let me take us back to the Alamo. It's 5,000 people coming to San Antonio. There's about 185 people, according to this Marty Robbins song. Okay. How many How many hot dogs did they buy? Were they, were they short? Is that why this was a bad... Is that why the fight broke out? What, 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 the last hot dog? Well, you just made it sound like we got a bunch of people coming to San Antonio. <laughs> oh, big party. All the troops. Yeah. They, they were not ready to, to feed the belligerent Mexicans. <laughs> okay. Well, that's the technical term for two people in any battle. They're the belligerents. Okay. If you ever really? look, yeah. So if you're if you're looking at the wars, and you're like, oh, who is in this war? They describe them as belligerents. Oh, interesting. Which is a f- fun term, huh? Yeah, it makes them sound bad, but they just it just sounds more technical than fighters, warriors, soldiers, troops. Yeah, warriors sounds a little uh, little in- too impressive. And, yeah, and impressive. Warrior sounds like you're gonna have your shirt off. Yeah, I'm not going to lie. We call ourselves warriors at my cabin as a child. My my dad and uh, uncles would give us status of warrior if we jumped in the really cold lake. Oh. Um, that's like a little a embarrassing. Right, a passage. Yeah, I don't like that anecdote. Makes you look like a bunch of stooges. <laughs> for jumping in the cold lake? They did it too, though. It was just kind of fun. Or for calling yourself warriors. Oh, yeah, yeah. That was, it was embarrassing. But I was like seven. Yeah, oh, that's fine. It was very heavy-handed of like... You know, we're gonna we're gonna way too, jump you into the group. Way too proud about nothing. I, it, oh, maybe I'm a, overselling, but we were we were warriors. Okay, <laughs> I'll let you be a warrior. Adam. You can't take away my warrior status. I jumped in a lot of cold lakes. I think we had to re up every year. Is this a thing where you jump in the lake and then you jump in a hot tub after? There was no hot tub. So you're just cold. Well, it was like spring, so it was warm out. Oh. But the, the water was super cold. Oh, that doesn't sound that bad. Well. 
Uh, I didn't see you doing it. <laughs> I'm not sitting across from a warrior as far as my dad and uncles are concerned. Fair enough. Uh, so there, there's 185 people. There's a guy, I think the guy leading Texas's army, his name is, I think that might be Sam Houston. I mean, okay. and they name Houston after him later. Mm-hmm. He realizes this isn't a very good battle, and he says, I'm going to name these two people in charge. There's uh, Jim Bowie is a name that's commonly associated with the Alamo. And then there's another general whose name I do not know. Okay. Did J- Jim Bowie sounds like a guy that fell overboard and refused to die, and they named the Bowie after him. <laughs> I see. We got Houston Bowie. Yeah, pretty much everything we've... All our words have come from either Shakespeare or the Alamo. Yeah. All right. So these guys line up. Also, there's a, a third guy then. Here's there's going to be a big fight. Gooch. I'm wondering when some of these words make it in. That's the next one I have a question about. Okay. Now, this is uh, our good friend Davy Crockett. Oh. You know Davy? Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. yeah. You've heard of Davy. I've heard of Davy. Davy, Davy Crockett, mm-hmm. king of the wild frontier. Mm-hmm. Davy, he just wears this coonskin hat. Yeah, he does. And runs around the south all the time. He's born in Tennessee. Looking good, Davy. Mountaintop in Tennessee, specifically. Uh-huh. The Smoky. Smoky Mountains, I think? I believe that. I've been there. Uh, oh, okay. Well, then you should believe it. It's very rare that I know geography, so when I do, I'm going to tell you. You ever been through this Pigeon Forge area? No, where's that? That's right next to the Smokies. See, I'm bad with geography. So, I was taking... So, if you're familiar with the Wisconsin Dells, which I know you are, Adam, <laughs> but it's it's nothing but, like, lame tourist attractions... But then also a bunch of big... Are you saying I'm a lame tourist? Is that why you say I'm familiar? Uh, no, no, no. I'm, I'm saying everything in the Wisconsin Dells that isn't a theme park. Yes. Real, real Stoogeville, right? Yeah, total. Then Pigeon Forge is like if it's only the stuff that wasn't theme parks. Oof. And if it was about 12 straight miles of a strip that's just the same... I was driving through it on the way to the Great Smokies, mm-hmm. and it was bananas. It felt like, it felt like when the Flintstones when they run and everything keeps repeating. Yeah, they just use the same background the whole time. Uh-huh. It was that where you're just like Cracker Barrel, Waffle House, oh mini golf, hotel, Cracker Barrel, Waffle House, mini, and it just it went on for a comically long time. Okay, Pigeon. I'm gonna drive around on Google Maps if I'm bored. Actually, I think it's just Dollywood. That's where Dollywood was. Okay. And then Dollywood became a thing and they built a bunch of terrible things around Dollywood. Uh-huh. I also don't know how cool Dollywood was. In I also place. don't. I'm not sure what Dollywood is. Oh, it's just a Dolly Parton themed theme park. Okay. I know what Bollywood is. That's an Indian themed movie. Yeah. Pretty close. Themed or made. Yeah, made. Whatever. Yeah. <laughs> if you want to phrase it. <laughs> themed. <laughs> Every other country I consider there. This like, is oh. a war-themed movie. <laughs> this is a <laughs> this foreign film is a French-themed film. Yeah. Um, where were we? <laughs> D- Hollywood Smokies. Oh, was, oh David oh, Crockett. Crockett. So David Crockett. He's just like a guy who wrestles alligators and stuff. Mm-hmm. And then he eventually gets elected to Congress in Tennessee. And then. Was Congress having alligator problems? Like, no. We need someone a little more qualified to handle the risks of this job. I mean, we, we're we talking now about how, you know, we elect entertainers and stuff. Yeah. This but, was a real guy that got elected to Congress. It was Davy Crockett. Yeah, back in like... What? The early, early 19th century. This is just like the local folk hero. Local. It sounds... Locally local. 
everyone's impressed by him and they're just like i think he should make all the decisions because he can hit a crocodile in the head with a bag full of rocks and then take on some mexicans i picture him putting it in a headlock and i think he gets in a lot of bar fights and does some weird stuff okay so he hears about the whole war i don't think he really has a hat in the ring but he throws that coonskin cap in the ring. He gets his way down to the Alamo. Mm-hmm. And he joins these other 100, you know, 185 guys. Uh-huh. From San Antonio. Yes. The ones who are, there's also just like people living in San Antonio. For sure. But these 185 guys, soldiers. Mm-hmm. And belligerents. The belligerents. There's 5,000 belligerents coming at them. So they send out, they're like, hey, we need some reinforcements. They send Sam Houston a letter or something. And he says, go screw... Actually, no. I think they were sending out letters to Sam Houston. Every time they would send a letter, be like, could you come send us more people? The Mexicans would just notice that guy going off down a path, and they'd just kill him. Uh, Every time, oh, someone... They'd kill him before he got there. He was sending one at a time? I think so. Yeah, that seems like... I don't really know how wars work, nor how they did back (laughs) then. A lot of single file lines. (laughs) Well, they they were sneaking this guy out, and they're like, we don't have enough cannons for this. Yeah. We'd send us some men in cannons, and I they see. just never got the message. Yeah. So the all the Mexicans show up at the Alamo, and the Alamonians say, "We would like to leave because I think there's you can surrender in a way where you're just like we're gonna take off if that's cool with you." Okay, what's that called? I think it's called an honorable surrender, and they do that, and the Mexicans go, "No deal." I call that the "I'm going out for cigarettes." And then you just leave the war. That's that's how a father. The thing is that you don't tell surrenders. your troops. Your <laughs> you don't tell your fellow troops. That's called uh, what do you call that? You abandon the troops. Your troops. Uh going MIA, a wall, a wall, maybe absent without leave. I think that's that's got to be the term, right? Dishonorable a discharge. A desert. Do they call You're, him a deserter? You could be a deserter. Mm-hmm. Seems like a lot of words for leaving your troops. Sounds a little. It sounds pretty delicious. I don't know how many people just skip town and end up at a diner. Anyway, so what, so there's a, there's part of the story, um, my favorite part of the whole Alamo tale is that these two guys, I think one of them was named in charge, they named this one general in charge, and everyone was annoyed that he was in charge and not Jim Bowie. Okay. Then this first general gets real drunk, like the night before. The w- night before what the war? Yeah, <laughs> they had a first day of war. Well, they're all they're all sitting in this fort, yeah. and they know people are coming their way. Yeah, this guy gets named in charge. He celebrates and like causes a a real scene. All right. So the next morning, he wakes up all hungover, and everyone's mad at him for being a drunk idiot who's in charge. And then he's like, you know what? Me and Jim were co in charge. <laughs> this is a, this is a real thing that happened. I pretty this is a part of the story. Okay, and then. Davy Crockett shows up and is just like, can I be like the next guy? Like, I don't think Davy Crockett necessarily wants to lead. He's just like, send me on my own little mission where I get to smash people and stuff. Okay. He just really, he likes wrestling. Yeah, he's, um, likes wrestling. (laughs) (laughs) I had to get that out. (laughs) So the Mexicans say, we're not going to accept your surrender. And uh, according to this Marty Robbins song, the guy takes a sword, he draws it, a line in the sand, and he's like, all right, here's the deal, everybody. We're all, he's like, we're not going to live. There's way too many of them. You'll probably, if you stay and fight, never make it out of here alive. So if you want to leave, that's cool by me. You just cross this line and 
you can go. And as legend has it, all 185 men said, we're staying and fighting this thing. So they're, they're okay. cooped up in this little fort, outnumbered by, I don't know what, five times five, like 25 times as many people are out there as are in the Alamo. Were, were the weapons comparable? Comparable uh, so firepower? I, th- I think both sides have cannons. Okay. This is the era of the cannon. Mm-hmm. And uh, probably muskets. But the folks in the Alamo... So here's a good part of the story. The folks in the Alamo, they've only got, I don't know, 20 cannonballs or whatever. So they fire out all their cannonballs and the Mexicans fire their cannonballs back. And these Alamonians, they just take these cannonballs and they keep taking the Mexicans' cannonballs and firing them back at them. Perfect. Dodgeball. The dodgeball method. Yeah, pretty much. You ever play trench ball in school? No. That was my preferred dodgeball. Wait, what what was trench ball? Give me a little... Have I told you about this? It's where uh, you have... There's, it's dodgeball, but the worst part about dodgeball is like you get hit right away and then you're like, ah, fuck, I just got to watch people play dodgeball for 10 minutes. Mm -hmm. So trench ball, you get hit, you go to the other side and you're in their trench on the way back. Okay. You can get back in if somebody hurls the ball over everybody else and you catch the ball. And you catch it. Okay. But then if they catch it, you're out. If it comes up short, they catch it. Yeah. You're out. Or they could just like stand near the back and toss balls at them and knock them away. Okay. But it gave, so nobody was ever out of the game, but there are points like where it's that. like, there were two people, because we play with like 20 on 20, mm-hmm. there'd be like two people left on one side, and then a trench of 18 people over here, Yeah, and there's two guys like dodging and just launching balls as far as they can. That because sounds fun. Like if they get hit and the ball's in the air, someone catches it, they get back in. Right. It's a fun time. That is fun. I mean, we've definitely played where you get hit, you go on the other team, but that... Ah, but then there's no loyalty. That doesn't seem... That's fair. If I got hit in one on the other team, all of a sudden I'd be like, well, this is like, I just hated these guys. Yeah, I don't like, um, I don't want to get down a werewolf rabbit hole, but one of the roles in the werewolf, I don't like switching teams. Oh, uh, the uh, the game we play, the Mafia, won't, what do you mean? Oh, when they somebody Certain, swaps yeah, you, yeah, you don't yeah. know. Yeah. Because, yeah. Nah, nah, nah. Our listeners don't know. I, I agree with you based on other experiences I've had in my life with that's, you recently. That's fair. That's fair. Um, so, they're sitting in the, the Alamo. And they just, uh, they keep taking fire mm-hmm. and the outside keeps creeping in and blasting at them. And uh, I think it's a four day battle. And every, okay. the sun long goes, for battles? You know, I don't really know. Yeah, me either. I feel like a battle should last about three hours because I it get It feels pretty, that way. Everybody's got to be real tired out. I mean, sleeping and yeah. Wouldn't the best part of a war be, I feel like they don't get to do this. You fight the big battle. And then everyone goes out for beer after. Like, that's... War sounds okay to me. If it's like, ah, we had a big fight. And uh-huh. now we all go, like, we're sweaty. And this guy's limping. And now we're having a drink. Yeah, I mean, that's... That's the argument for, like, letting people duke it out a little bit. Bring It, it, it does... If you ever scrapped a little bit, it... By the end of it, you're, you feel close to the guy. Mm-hmm. Maybe we could, we could solve these wars. Yeah. Just have a neutral pub. Mm-hmm. We all meet there. Get in a bar fight. Ooh. Eh. What if our leaders just got in bar fights with each other? Or we had a bar so big that both militaries can go to the bar, get drunk, and fight, and settle it that way. Yeah, that just sounds like we're back to war again. Yeah, but it's a different kind of war. Hmm. All right. Yeah. We'll try Rough it. theory. We'll pitch it. Mm-hmm. So, the Mexicans just keep creeping in, and... uh 
I think every it's every night they move their cannons a little closer. Like like when they're not look like they wait till they turn around, creep them forward, and then I think quite literally they're just like now we're a little closer, and they don't like okay, and they're sneaking up, and uh, eventually the Mexicans all just uh, storm the Alamo. And the way the Alamo ends. What what kind of landscape are we talking about here? With the, the is it up on a hill? I picture them having high ground. High ground. You'd never build a fort without no uh, a high tactical advantage. Okay, except Camp Randall. Is that not high up a little bit? Maybe uh, some bulges over there. Yeah, but yeah, so, you're not talking about the uh, football players' pants, are you? No, I am not. Okay. So I think these these Mexicans come and they start like running up the side. They're like trying to climb the side of the Alamo. Mm-hmm. So all the the Alamo guys they stick their heads out the windows and fire down at yeah um at these guys and then just get shot from a distance. Mm-hmm. And eventually, all the Mexicans just storm the Alamo and kill every single person on the Alamo side. Okay. Sad. Yeah. But I think the Texans killed like a thousand of them. Okay, pretty good. And I think it was a turning point in the war or something. All right. And uh, Davy Crockett, I think legend has it, he died with like 12 guys on top of him. He just duked it out till the end. Yeah. And then there's a weird part at the end of the Alamo where everybody, uh, everybody was coming around. There was like a half hour period where everybody on the Texan side was dead, but the Mexicans were still walking around trying to shoot people Uh and they were like hurting themselves. Oh, that's like, hilarious. Um, yeah, I picture a musket like ricochets off. Those are those are fat bullets. Those aren't just like... Yeah, they'll be round ones. Yeah. Um, okay, interesting. What, what's in the basement? You mentioned not being able to go in the basement. There's no basement. Okay. <laughs> All right. That's why the movie Pee Wee Herman shows up to the Alamo and he says, I need to find my bike. It's in the basement of the Alamo. And the woman who works the counter of the Alamo just laughs at him because he's traveled all the way from california or something that's not even a scenario though where you would laugh at someone you would be like what i would honestly be like oh we got a basement here like (laughs) i've never been in a a building that i'm confident didn't have a basement a man that can dress that confidently and comes up declaring that his bike is in the basement there's a basement and his bike is in the basement Wee herman dresses quite confidently oh i'm not gonna disagree with you there Mm -hmm. you know who's even more confident than Wee herman is uh cowboy curtis I don't know who that is. No, oh, he's one of the Pee Wee Herman characters. Okay. Played by, uh, oh, boy, that guy, Lawrence Fishburne. Okay. He plays a cowboy. News, new name to me. Lawrence Fishburne? No, cowboy. Oh, yeah. Cowboy Curtis. No, Lawrence Fishburne is. What? What did he do? Lawrence Fishburne is, uh, he's in the Matrix. Okay. He's the big black guy. Well, I know who that is. He's also in Apocalypse Now. Okay. I know who that guy is. All right. All well, right. Let me down here, Adam. I'm so, I mean, you got, you can't have... T- I am staying true to the nature of this podcast. <laughs> so they, they storm the Alamo murder every last person, which is why now everyone... Because remember the Alamo is the big call of the Alamo. Uh-huh. You've heard that. Yeah, but what, remember getting murdered? Because, wh- all right, so this war... How far in was this? This was all about Texas seceding from Mexico. Yes. Okay. And they lost this one. But I think they really battled, battled back this uh, yeah. main army. Right. And this guy had a little egg on his face. Mm-hmm. Screw this one up. So I think they all call, like, bef- it's the whole cool thing of, like, they knew they were going to die. 
But then I think I think it takes away from the cool a little bit where they were very much like, we're going to do this because we want you guys to remember the Alamo. Like, uh-huh. The reason we're all going to stay here and die is because this is going to be a cool story. And we're going to be yeah, legends. You got to have a lot not going on to not walk across that line. I kind of feel like these guys are all either in bad marriages or didn't have a whole lot of prospects. Yeah. They're just like, ah, we'll hang out. We'll just. What? Um, so if I were there and I had an inkling to go, I'm not going to be the only guy that steps over the line. But what you do is you push a, push another guy over and be like, well, he went. And then, you know, other people see that and maybe step over. Or you can just be like, well, if he's going, I'm going. And then pretty soon everyone's over there. Well, there's also the aspect, I think the legend is nobody said, I'm going to leave. Right. And I think some people are like, oh, no, some people left. We just have no idea because we don't know who was there in the first place. I see. Like, nobody actually knows how many numbers there were. So there was no actual line drawing? Or if there was, people just like, I'm going to leave at night when people don't notice. No, it's possible he drew a line and people were just like, I'll leave. And then the retelling of these stories, yeah, they're like nobody left because mm-hmm. that's just a better astounding story. Yeah, well, especially if your kids are like, "Dad, you were you were you were in the Alamo around that time. What happened there?" And he's like, "Well, uh, it was a different. Nobody left. I don't know." Yeah, you know I think mean? I was like, to... "We kept yelling out, remember the Alamo." So I raised the point. Nobody's gonna. Rem- nobody's here but me. So I'll go remember the Alamo. You guys. Yeah, exactly. You need someone to remember. Yeah, you guys do the Alamo. Tell the tale. Uh huh. Because these Mexicans, they were no. They weren't taking taking prisoners. Apparently not. They were being being a bunch of bunch of mean fellows. Mm-hmm. Um, Bad hombres. Yeah. And I guess like this was this was their place, and yeah, the Texans were just like it's our place. So it was a little it's a little more like um, yeah, it was just more like punishing the your child a little bit. It was spanking. Mexico was trying to spank its kid. Texas was its kid. Yeah. Texas spanked back. Right. It's like if the kid was like, all right. I'm getting spanked, but when my mom spanks me, I'm going to fart in her face. <laughs> yeah, that's a hell of an analogy. And he's like, an you know analogy. what? This isn't going to end well for me. Mm-hmm. It's going to not, like, it's a move of spite, and I'm going to take the brunt of it. But goddamn, she's going to be like, this kid's got spunk. <laughs> that's what happened with these Mexicans. Yeah. They had to respect it. Uh-huh. Just a bunch of kooks who won't leave this fort yelling, remember the Alamo. They're like, it hasn't even happened yet. What mm-hmm. are you talking about? Okay. It's like Remember the Titans. Do you remember how that ended? We are the Titans, the Mighty Mighty Titans. Long live Mexico. That's what they shouted. All right. You'll, you remember that one pretty well. I couldn't tell you if they won the game or not at the end of that movie. I don't know either. Now, isn't it a show? Or no, that's Friday Night Lights. Friday Night Lights, which I like that show. I have heard good people seem to like it. It's a lot of, a lot of cheesiness. Okay. Um, Does that, that adds to it. Yeah, or do you look past the cheesiness? There's parts where it's like, this is really good drama. Mm-hmm. And then there's parts where it's like high school, like there's a whole rape murder thing where it's like, okay, this jumped the shark a little bit. Okay. The rape murder part was cheesy? Yes, it was. Sounds intense. It was intense. Mm-hmm. It got, it was, it was melodramatic as they say mm-hmm. at certain parts. Also, the more you knew about football, the more you're like, this guy's not a very good coach. I see. You watch these scenes in Friday Night Lights. And it'd be like, all right, they got 48 seconds to go. And then they run the ball three times and don't use any timeouts. And then uh-huh. all of a sudden they like win the game. You know, okay. This is horrible clock management. Yeah, you'd think you'd have a consultant when you're writing a show like that that knows football. Um, the f- and it sounds like there's a lot of them. If just some some guy in a, in a podcast room above Comedy on State knows what better. Yeah, because I remember there was a, in like the first episode, Coach Taylor is like, uh, okay, 
he's getting like a scouting report and he's like, yeah, they like to run a lot of end arounds. So we're going to play our tall defensive ends so they can see into the backfield and see when they're running these counters. And I was like, to my friend, I was like, is that a thing? Like coaches do that? And he's like, that would never, ever happen. That makes no sense. I was like, I could you play your tall. I don't know. You would just play your your best players either. You're in high school. You don't have a huge depth chart of <laughs> right. like, ah, let's put in the 6-4 defensive end instead of the starter because they're all equal talent. That's not how it goes. Yeah. Um, Makes sense. So, But that was in Texas too. So that was related. Okay. It's probably a team down there called the Alamo or something. Uh-huh. Do they ever play like, oh, that seems like a good place to play like the prisoner versus guard game. In Texas? Yeah. What movie was that? Longest Yard. That was Longest Yard. I never watched that one. That well, there was an old dumb. one. I think people liked the old one and then Adam Sandler got involved and they were like, why, is, why are Adam Sandler and Chris Rock two amazing football players all of a sudden? This feels... Yeah. Um, that... Uh... Neither one appealed. What was the what was the ninth yard all about? I never saw that one either. I don't know that. It's a lot of sports movies, and there's like one good one. It's true. They really sports movies tend to blow. Well, the other thing is sports. Look, we, blow. We, we've no, no, no. We've done the drama in sports is that it's like real and it's happening, and you can watch. You I sit see. down and watch sports. You can't actually sit down and watch someone's life have like this really interesting, well-told story. Fair enough. But you can sit down and watch a football game and kind of know a lot of the backstories. Mm-hmm. So, no sports movie is better than just like sports an actually really movie. compelling sporting game. Right. Or a really compelling movie. Yes. Um, this is kind of my whole musicals thing. They only... It's just they're trying to do too much. You either write great music or you do a great play. I'm probably very wrong and uncultured. Um Nah, fuck you, musicals. <laughs> okay. I want to know how you can get that job of like playing. I'm not a great hockey, like I'm a very competent hockey player. So if they're like, we're making a movie, you're going to go down to that end. You're going to cycle around and then you're going to, you know, get it out front. This guy's going to score like to just act in the Mighty Ducks, not as an actor, but on the ice. You want to be actor. the body double. I want to be the body double. Yeah, that's probably not that hard to get. Mm hmm. That's probably I, like they do a casting call of people who actually want to act. And then they're like, okay, but uh, just for our records, do you have any ice skating experience? And they're like, we played years. But there's so many people that aren't that... Couldn't actually do it? Yeah. I realize I'm saying I'm actually oh, oh, pretty... I'm I'm okay. I'm solid. Well, that was the, in the Friday Night Lights Compared show. Compared to... Yeah. You'd be watching... Michael B. Jordan was like the super athletic quarterback. And then they'd cut to like him playing. And they'd show like him ripping off this run. And mm-hmm. you're like, oh, he's three inches shorter and 30 more pounds oh, when he's really? on the field. Yeah. You could kind of tell. Um, and it took you out of it a little bit because you're supposed to believe this actor is like an amazing athlete. Yeah. And you're like, he can't even run through people who aren't actually trying to tackle Oh, right. He looks more athletic than the person they had to get to do the athletic stuff. Right. But then I guess they don't want Michael B. Jordan to hurt himself just running through like fake tacklers. Yeah. Uh, if anyone if anyone's come across that on uh, indeed.com monster.inc uh, send me the job for guy that skates around <laughs> in a movie I'll do that all my all our LA lists, we got a couple you you want to be yeah you like smash someone into the ice and then they cut to just a different guy being like I smashed into the ice and exactly. then it's you going I'd like fun. to do exclusively smashing <laughs> into the ice or as my aunt calls it chucking she would come to my hockey games be like chuck him yeah, I think she didn't like the chucking. Oh. Scared her. I see. I so much see. so she couldn't figure out the proper saying. <laughs> <laughs> I 
Or you can also just tell people, like not with the Mighty Ducks, obviously. The next time they come out with a hockey movie, be like, I'm actually... That's that's me. Yeah, I wasn't doing it for bragging rights. I was doing it more for like food for rice and beans. Oh, I see. <laughs> or I mean money for rice and beans. <laughs> food for rice. You got to trade food for rice yeah, and beans. Yeah, it's a whole process. I don't, I don't like to buy them straight up. They show up on my credit card statements and people are on to me. <laughs> you know what I'm doing with these rice and beans? Well, I mean, that seems comprehensive. Yeah. Um, it's considerably more than you knew on the Alamo coming in. <laughs> A little bit, yeah, fair. Do you, all right, what year was this? Give me a give me a wrap and end it. You said pre Civil War, but by like how long? It's between eighteen hundred and eighteen sixty. So okay. it's, it's actually it's it's gonna be post eight war of eighteen twelve, pre Civil War. So somewhere in there. I don't know what Texas was up to. Like it's it's kind of a different history than the US history. Yeah, it's a pretty quick turnaround to fight Mexico and then fight the North. Yeah. Technically this isn't even a part of US history. Interesting. Because nobody Cause, huh? they didn't break off from tech from Mexico and become the United States. Okay. So when you say it's not a part of US history, you're pardoning me for not learning this in school. Yes. But okay. I'm sure if you lived in Texas, this would be like Seventh grade, the Alamo. Okay. Eighth grade, we're the best state. Did you read a book on this? I read some article a few years ago, so I've just oh, got some information. Yeah. Okay. Where were you at your life a few years ago where you're like 20 and you're like, I think I need to read an article about the Alamo. Sometimes you get a hankering. Okay. And also, I, there are these Marty Robbins songs. Sometimes you're just like, what if I knew a thing about a thing? Yeah. Yeah. Sparks a, sparks a little spark in your spark spark. And now you all, it was probably for class, honestly. Um, I don't learn that much on my own. But mm-hmm. now you all know a little bit, a thing about a thing. Boy, that didn't rap. <laughs> Sing us summer. some of the song. I'll play the song on the outro. The, oh, the Marty Robbins song? Yeah. It's going to reveal that I just listened to that song before this episode. Okay, well, you're <laughs> going to uh, buy it from iTunes for me to put in the... Oh, there's the Davy Crockett one, and then there's a... Boy, I don't think I can sing it. All Marty Robbins songs honestly sound the same, but they're all great. Okay. They're all just a nice tale. Well, we love you, Marty. Uh, and we love all of you. Thank you for tuning in or tuning out, uh, whatever you do when our podcast is playing <laughs> in your ear holes. Have a great night, everybody. Mm, see ya.